right. Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast. Our official sponsor, as always, is Running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel, and our other sponsors, Learn Pro Poker Website Amp, and the Small Small Business Community. In this chats edition of the podcast, we're going to hang out with Fareed Jatton. Now, some of you know him, some of you might not know him, but you should know him. Uh, he is number one on Columbia's all-time money list, and it's not even close. Uh, he is currently number eight in the GPI rankings. He's got more than $5.6 million in reported tournament payouts on Hendon Mob. Uh, but before we get to free, let's introduce the panel. Uh, my name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in our Poker Stars home games. And Tom McAvoy said that no limit hold'em is hours of boredom followed by moments of sheer terror. Uh, and I'm Chris Jones. I'm 5x5 five five on Poker Stars and Twitter. Uh, and my controversial poker movie opinion is that Luna's Game is the best poker movie, not Rounders. <laughs> my name is Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game, and Hold'em underscore Steelers on Twitter. And I'm just here to tell you that the, I love HUDs, but the most important stat is your stack size. And I'm John Somsky, Poker Geek MN on Poker Stars and everywhere else, all social media. And I have a quote from Doyle Brunson. Everyone gets lucky once in a while, but no one is consistently lucky. Nice. All right. And you guys know we end the podcast with kind of some details of what's going on with Rec Poker, but just a real couple uh, uh, real quick things I want you to know. One is if you don't know already, make sure you know. Uh, if you don't have your PokerStars username in your free Rec Poker account by the end of the year, you're going to be suspended from the club. So uh, go to rec.poker slash home game. We'll talk more about that later. And also save the date. January 27th is our first ever annual awards show. Uh, so we're super excited about that. Save the date, January 27th. Uh, going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, so as we bring in Fareed, I'm going to start this, uh, this conversation with a question. And that is this, what do the following players have in common? Bill Perkins, uh, Michael Pohuja, uh, Brandon Adams, Kristen McNell, Marcel Lusk, Max Silver, Jared Jaffe, Max Steinberg, and Blair Hinkle. The answer is they have less tournament winnings than our guest today. So with that, uh, let's bring them in. Uh, Free Jet, and how are we doing today? Everything good, man. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, man, super excited that we got connected. Uh, one of the great players. Uh, and we like to we like to talk to great players. Now you are, uh, if I, if I have this right, you are in Miami right now. No, I'm actually in Colombia. Oh, you're in Colombia now. Do you live in Miami though? I live between Miami, Colombia, and Panama. I have a place in all three places, and uh, just travel travel around. Those are like my three bases, you know. Okay, so how is that working now with COVID and everything? Are you still able to travel as you want, or is that? restricted quite a bit yeah i'm kind of like relaxed with the whole covid thing so as long as i could travel i'm usually not paying too much attention to what's going on all the noise i don't watch too much news so and i don't really go out too much so like for me yeah it's been kind of normal for me i mean i i stay at home a lot and i do like going uh, to restaurants and stuff like that but you can still do that you know so i'm, I'm cool all right cool so let, let's let's start with your origin story so how did you start playing poker did you grow up playing cards or that's something you took on a little bit later in life no actually uh in my family nobody really plays cards um my grandfather from my father's side was the only one in the whole family that played poker but he passed away when i was like 12 years old and uh yeah i kind of miss him for that reason because you would have really enjoyed 
this, these times with me, you know. But um, yeah, besides that, no one really played poker. I mean, my, both of my parents were doctors. Um, yeah, I have a lot of doctors and businessmen in the family. And then I, I kind of like uh, stepped out of the, the, the zone a little bit, you know. Kind of like the, the different one. Um, I was took poker and... Was your grandfather in, in teach cards at all or during that time, or were you still too young for that? Well, actually, he, he wanted to teach me when I was like eight years old, and my mom didn't let him, you know, so <laughs> yep. he's like, no, 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 you can't teach him that, so I was like, okay, no problem, um, but he was like a machine with the, with the mathematics. My grandfather was like a human calculator, and I think I got that from him, so yeah, I was, I was able to, to, to apply his, his life skills into poker, and and stuff like that. I actually lived with my grandparents for a little bit when I moved to the States before my parents came. So um, I got into poker in high school. You know, I used to play baseball in high school. And uh, when I was a junior, the I was a catcher and we won state championship that year. And the star pitcher, he failed the grade a couple of times. So he used to go to the casino and stuff. He was like 19. He used to go to the casino and then we started playing home games at his house and I kind of started liking the whole competition aspect of it. And I started kind of winning consistently where it was either him or me that would win all the home games. So then we, we took it a little step further and we would go to the casino on the weekends sometimes, you know, I had a, I had a fake ID and that's kind of like how I got into it. You know, I was <laughs> not, nothing too serious, but I was, I was playing for fun, you know, and I was enjoying it. And I was kind of like paying for my own bills. You know, I remember I won a tournament when I was like 16 or 17 for about $2,000. And that's how I bought my first car, which was a, it was a Geo Prism. It was all beat up and crashed, but you know, I'll never forget that. And, and that's kind of like how I started. Do you, do you have like a picture of the car? It'd be sweet to like still have a picture of that car, like up on your wall or something. Uh, no, I don't have a pic. I have a mental picture of it. It was yeah. white. It was a, uh, it was kind of an ugly car, you know. It didn't have rims. Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty ghetto, you know. But it's okay. I, I liked it. It, I it, it worked. You know? It did. It, it did its job. So, so you mentioned your, you know, your parents weren't really into poker, and they're kind of reluctant to have your your grandfather teach you the game. Uh, did Did you experience resistance as you started getting into poker? Like, was it just sort of apathy, or were there was there actual like people telling you that you shouldn't do this? This is a bad thing to do. Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of resistance because, like I said, my parents are both doctors and they're kind of like straightforward type of people, you know, and um, yeah, they they obviously didn't really like that path for me because they they felt like I had a lot of potential in in other areas of life. You know, I always, I was always a very good student and yeah, I I had a bright future and probably whatever I chose to do, you know, so Obviously, I mean, I, I understand them. They don't know anything about poker. And in general, it's not really the kind of career that you, wanna, you want your kids to take, right? Like, I definitely understand. I wouldn't really want my kids to be poker players either. So, mm-hmm. And I know the game, so I could imagine from their point of view, it must have been, like, yeah, kind of frustrating, you know? But now, obviously, they're, they're very proud of who I am and what I've accomplished. And they definitely know a lot more, so they, they, they're definitely cool with it now. But at the beginning, I definitely faced a lot of resistance. Yeah. Have they had a chance to actually watch you play live at a final table or anything? Yeah. The, the first time my mom watched me play live was uh, in Australia. Not this year, but the year before. And I actually got second in the 25K PLO, so that was like pretty amazing. Um, 
she watched me yeah she watched me win a, a lot of money and just like it was very she was very nervous the whole time you know but it was like it was a uh, it was an amazing experience for her because she realized that poker wasn't really what she thought it was you know she saw a bunch of really focused people a bunch of bright people and like it was a good experience because it, it opened her eyes to to what the poker world especially at the highest level right it's, it really looks like you know and i actually ended up going on that trip with uh, my good friend brian kenny and he won the main event himself so yeah for my mom it must have been like an amazing experience you know it was one of the best trips in my life yeah i think people that don't know what poker is that they sort of have this idea right there's this stigma whether it's from movies or whatever, and they just think it's sort of this back alley and a bunch of, you know, degenerate people. And then they, they see that and they're like, wow, this is actually kind of different. It's- which, which it kind of makes sense, you know, because back in the day, it kind of was like that. You know? <laughs> right. It was kind of like a, yeah, it was kind of like a dark side of the, of, the, of the gambling world, right? Where it was a lot of hustlers and stuff like that. But, you know, as the years go by, I think that, yeah, I think that some of the sharpest minds in the world are, are poker players, you know. I think that I've been able to meet a lot of very sharp and very, very cool people, you know, for sure. I think it's definitely not what, what it used to be or what people kind of think that it is. But it does have a bit of a dark side to it if you, if you, if you get involved in the wrong circle or if you kind of go the wrong way, right? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a very – you got to be careful in, this, in these waters. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious now. You you played. I saw you had uh, was it seven or eight caches this summer, or I guess this July and August during the world the online World Series of Poker. Kind of curious what your experience was playing that. Did you have? I, I know there's kind of across the board different perspectives on on how that went. I'm curious your perspective. I thought uh, I thought the tournaments were pretty well run. You know, I think they were pretty amazing. But I think that. Uh, in general, I think it's a bit too aggressive, you know. I think that the re-entries are, you know, way too long. And, like, I think that it's, to be honest, I think it's been more negative than positive for most poker players, you know. I think that it's been uh, – these online sites are kind of like they're going they're going too aggressive, you know. I think that if you're not disciplined in these times, I think it's, it, it could probably, you know, it could go south very quick. But uh, as far as the experience, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I think that it's also at the same time, it's very nice that we still got to, you know, play for big prize pools and that poker's still going on. You know, I think it's amazing. But like I said, I think these are times where we got to be careful. You know, we got to be careful with our bankrolls and we got to be careful with really game selecting and and just kind of playing when, we, when we're really in the mood and when we're in a good state of mind, you know, because I think it's, it's way too much action going on, and I think this could be very dangerous, you know. Jim, we got a mic problem again. I think we got a little mic problem. Darn it. That's it. He, Jim has all these insightful things, but we're figuring out he's got a, something going on with his computer driver there. But um, <laughs> throw something in the chat if you want, Jim. But um, Farida, I kind of want to chat a little bit about this January. Now, you had, I'd say, not a bad January in, in Australia, I would say. I mean, I see the big smile on your face. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see him smiling ear to ear now. Uh, so I looked at, I looked at Handed Mom because I heard you had this great January. So I thought, well, let's, let's see, what does is, what is a really good January look like? Well, I see in a 17-day in a span, I see four final tables in Australia. Uh, all of them were 25000 Australian dollar buy-ins, uh, and two of them were wins. Uh, and I saw a couple of them were PLO, a couple of them were, were uh, Hold'em. 
but we've got a first place there for what converted what converted to six hundred eighty thousand uh, dollar U.S. and another one converted to one hundred ninety six thousand. So about nine hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars of payouts uh, U.S. in January. So how was your January? <clears throat> Um, yeah, it was an amazing January. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no other way to put it. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think I saw it coming. You know, I think that I started the year very, very hungry for success. And besides that, I was in this point in my life where I was happy. You know, I was very focused, but I was also like I, I always say, like I was I was max level of focus, but I was also max level of happiness. You know, and I think that these are things that some some people don't really give it enough weight in the poker world you know i think that being happy off the tables really affects uh, your gameplay and and your results you know so um i went to australia i ended up having to go by myself because my girlfriend couldn't get the visa on time but what i did was i flew up my grandmother and my girlfriend so it was me my grandmother and my girlfriend the whole time and honestly the vibes were so good i, I couldn't really lose them Mm, I love that. So, so yeah, I, I want to dig into that a little bit more. So, so you're, you're obviously saying you feel like there is this connection between sort of, you know, your, your satisfaction off the felt and then on the felt. And then but you're also <clears throat> saying you're extremely focused. So I'm kind of curious when you talk about focus for you, somebody at your level, what does that even look like when, you know, if you compare that to times where you would say you weren't as focused versus times you were focused, what's actually going on in your, in your world then? Yeah, I was trying to have like a, like a good balance, you know, where like if I was spending time, for example, on that trip, if I was spending time with my grandmother and my girlfriend, it was just me spending time with them, you know, thinking zero about poker and just kind of like enjoying the vibe, enjoying the times. But when I was on the table, it was just me and the table, you know, like I was zero paying attention to my phone, just very, very focused, you know, like I knew what I had to do and I was... I was there to work, you know, I wasn't there to, to mess around. I wasn't there to have a good time. I was just there to do what I had to do, you know. So I felt like I was, that gives you a big edge, to be honest. I think that a lot of people are very good at poker, but they sit down, they're very just distracted, you know. Sometimes they're even playing on their phone or going through Instagram the whole time and stuff like that. And I think that when you're fully zoned in and focused, it, it, by nature, it has to give you an edge over your, your competition, you know. Has that been an issue for for you before, the, the lack of focus, or has that never really been a problem? Yeah, I think more like online, you know, I have a tough time kind of like focusing the whole time because it's, yeah, I get distracted very easily. Like all, online is not really uh, my strength, but when it comes to live poker, especially these last couple of years, um, yeah, I think I'm one of the more focused players for sure. So, so do you, like, are you one of these guys? Are you are you playing like twelve tables online when you're playing online, or? Uh, no, I'm usually playing uh, four max because I don't really. Number one, I don't use a HUD, and number two, I, I really pay attention to uh, table dynamics and like maybe you know there's recreation on the table or maybe people are doing something a bit different. I want I want to pay attention to every detail. And uh, I think that when you're playing 12 tables, you can't really, there's no way you can play your A game in all 12 of them. I mean, I know people are very focused on putting the max amount of volume, but I'm more focused on my quality of play, you know, rather than volume. So that's where I focus. And I know, Chris, you have a question real, but real quick, uh, Jim just wanted to know, why, why don't you use a HUD? What, what is it about that that keeps you away? 
Um, I never really used it, and I think a lot of the sites now are actually banding hugs, but it was never really my thing, and I think it was kind of like, it, 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 I started using it one time, and it was kind of misleading, you know? I think all these stats, like, I, I do way better just, just going with the flow of, of the table, you know, and, and paying attention to the table dynamics. And like I said, I think HUDs are way more useful when you're playing 20 tables, for example, you know. But if you're playing three or four, I think that you'll be all right with no HUD, especially if you have a, a very good understanding of the game, you know. But I think, you know, I, I think in general it's much better to use one. I'm talking about me personally. I, I don't really find the benefits rather than the negatives, you know. I want to, I want to ask you about the, the idea of table dynamics. Um, you're, you're actually, you're, you're one of my favorite players to watch on stream just because I, I, when I see you sit down at a table, I feel like the entire dynamic of the table changes. Uh, it kind of like starts to center around like the stuff that you're doing. And I'm wondering if you can talk about your approach to when you sit down at a table, what are those first few things that you're noticing and trying to sort of like take advantage of or suss out in terms of what your opponents are trying to do? Like, what, what do you what do you look for when you first sit down at a table? Well, when I first sit down, I mean, the most important thing is like, especially if you know everybody's sitting, I think it's your position on the table, you know, like based on my position and who I got to my left usually um, is going to determine the way I kind of play, you know? And um, yeah, definitely try to always, you know, take control of the table, you know, kind of have that presence where like, I'm going to go the hardest every time. And like, it's cost me a lot of money before, but it's also made me a lot of money. So I'm just going the hardest at all times. And I think that's kind of tough. You know, I think that people don't really like to battle with people that are going the hardest every single hand, you know? So I think when you get to the highest levels, I think that it, it gets a lot tougher to go so hard. But I think when you're playing, you know, the mid stakes and, and those five Ks uh, main events and stuff like that, that's why I've had so much success, you know, because of my, my style and the, the zero fear of busting. You know, I think that it's a, it's a big thing in my game that I have zero fear of busting or zero fear of, of bluffing it off and looking like an idiot. And I think that it's, it's very out of the comfort zone of a lot of people. You know, I was going to ask you about that sort of, you know, you're, you're known for the aggression side of it. It, it, did that just is that sort of a natural thing when when you started playing poker kind of your personality is just generally more I'm going to drive the action I'm going to be you know I'm going to be aggressive or was that a strategic decision to sort of add aggression and, and to be more you know what I'm you know what I'm saying I'm curious if it's more like something that was just in you or if it's something that you actually were intentional about adding yeah I think it's something weird that's just like it's just like in me, man. Like I have a, <laughs> I have a problem at the table. I can't stop being so aggressive. It's, it's kind of crazy. But uh, no, but all jokes aside, yeah, it's just like my nature. You know, I, I, I just like to go hard at whatever I do in life. You know, I just, um, I've, I've always been like a, a big risk taker. And I've always, uh, as far as poker, especially in tournaments, I just go for the win. So when you go for the win, you're just going to be very aggressive by nature. You know, I think that that's what it takes to really, really win tournaments. So I'm, I'm curious what your, what your advice would be to the recreational player. I think for a lot of recreational players, uh, that's an area that we can struggle in is being aggressive enough. And we're, you know, maybe we're not going to try to be Fareed, but we're trying to add some aggression uh, to our game. And we struggle doing that, whether that is 
uh, like you said, fear of fear of looking dumb, fear of going bust. We just want to play longer because it's a hobby. But I think a lot of folks sort of struggle in that. And then I know recreational players will, they're going to turn it up, right? They're going to become really aggressive. And it doesn't feel like they're being aggressive in the right spots. Like they just start three betting people who are opening under the gun, right? It's just not the right time to really tune up the aggression. And I'm, I'm curious, like what, I guess, what wisdom would you have for people that are saying, I want to turn up the aggression. I think I need to be more aggressive. You know, I'm barely cashing. If I cash, I'm min cashing. It's just, I'm not putting myself in position for the win, but I don't really know how to turn up the aggression. Where would you, where would you start adding aggression? I think that, um, yeah, I think a lot of people have the right idea about being aggressive, but they just don't know how to really execute it or they don't really know how to recognize the spots that kind of like let you be aggressive and, and kind of like get out of line from the aggressive side, right? Like, because you also got to know when to give up, you know? Like, it's not like I'm just being aggressive every time for no reason. I mean, I'm attacking the right opponents. I'm attacking the right ranges, you know? And, and if you're not able to break down the situation correctly, it's way better to be passive, you know? Because if you're just being aggressive to be aggressive, you're just kind of clicking buttons and it's not that likely that things go your way, you know? If it doesn't really make sense to you from a – from a theoretical perspective, I would say to avoid the player or the situation in general, you know, so learning how to recognize where to be aggressive is going to be the key to your success when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to making those big bluffs and stuff like that. Another thing is that a lot of people are willing to bluff, but they're not willing to commit to the bluff the, the right way, you know, that um, nowadays everybody's capable of making like a big hero call, right? So if you... If you got to bluff the river, sometimes you got to go as big as two and three X the pot, which is very, uh, very uncomfortable for a lot of us, right? So if you're not willing to really commit to the bluff, then it's better just to give up, you know, because doing things halfway, like a lot of people are willing to bluff the flop and the turn, but they never pull the third barrel like when they know the person's weak and stuff like that. So I think that in between game is really like where I see most of the recreationals having the the biggest trouble with, you know, where they have the right idea, they have the right thoughts, but they don't really, they're not comfortable enough with the execution or they don't really recognize what the play demands for me, you know. So, yeah, I think that um, kind of learning how to think, you know, and, and kind of learning how to recognize these situations that require the aggression factor and kind of learning how to recognize the situations that require you to give up and, and, and to be passive will give you a lot of clarity when it comes to, to these stuff. And it's also like, you gotta recognize what type of person you are. You know, if you're not aggressive by nature, then you shouldn't start, start trying to like bluff every hand because it's just not gonna work, you know? So I think that 2020 people stop like, personalizing poker you know i think poker is very robotic i think that everybody just wants to do what the software tells you to do or what the charts tell you to do but you don't really re realize that you're, you're not a robot you're human and that you have weaknesses and strengths so you should focus on your strengths avoid your weaknesses while you work and getting better at them you know so that's kind of like what i do with my coaching I, I teach my students how to think, not really how to play, you know, because I, if I teach you how to play a spot, then that's easy. You're going to know what to do when you're in the same spot, but you're not going to know how to think when you're in a similar spot, you know? So I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that's the key to like, that's what separates the, the great from the middle. 
So, so I, I love that. I love that. And maybe that's something I need to do is I need to learn how to think. Maybe that's my shortcoming in, in all of life is, is I, I need to learn how to think. But, but I think, um, you know, so, so for you personally, how did, how did you get to that point where you feel confident in those spots? Is it just, you know, you have this innate gift and, you know, you kind of get it. You got the math and the personal, you know, you're able to read people. Uh, you know, did you, did, was there a lot of studying involved? Was it just reps? <clears throat> And sort of, you know, thinking through everything kind of after the tournaments or like, how did you get there and how do you currently work on your game? Well, um, yeah, I got to say that I have a very, very good uh, sixth sense. You know, I, I have, I'm very aware of the situation in general when I'm on my A game. Um, I'm very, very good at breaking down the ranges and attacking the right ranges and really recognizing, you know, the spots. Uh, um, obviously, I'm not right every time. No one is. But uh but yeah, I think that the the more time that passes, the wiser I get in these uh, recognition spots. And it's also like I played a lot of tough competition. You know, when I play uh, the very highest level of competition, I really focus on on kind of like paying attention and seeing what everybody's doing. And that's my way of studying. It's kind of like seeing how everybody's reacting in every single spot and kind of trying to find a right answer for why they're doing what they're doing. And then I apply it to my own knowledge. And that's kind of how I study. You know? And then I have a, a couple of friends, three or four good friends that are, you know, I would say they're, they're poker elite. And uh, I talk hands with them and stuff like that. We, we break down tough spots. And I feel like that's the, that's the most productive way of studying, you know, for me. So, so tell me a little bit about your coaching now, because, okay, so we've got, you know, obviously very successful career. You kind of have this approach where it's, you know, it's not real, it's not maybe super solver based. I'm guessing you have, you know, that is sort of a, a baseline or whatever, but it's, you know, you're teaching people to think. And so how does that translate to a student? So a student comes to you and says, teach me poker, or, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they're not entry level, but, you know, they want, they want what you have, or they want <clears throat> some sort of additional guidance. What, What's your approach with them? Like if, if somebody listening right now says, all right, you know, I, I've got the money and I want to go to Fareed, but what, what can they expect when they come to you? Or how do you actually even approach this idea of teaching somebody that is something that is so innate inside of you? It seems like it's hard to actually put that into something teachable. Yeah. Um, so my coaching, I'm doing mostly tournament coaching. I'm, I'm doing one-on-one, but I'm also doing a group course, you know, it's 20 hours, um, it's 10 classes, so two hours per class, right? It's 20 hours, and we touch about uh, every subject that's pretty much necessary to win tournaments, you know, starting from the pre-flop all the way to the flop turn the river, you know, we talk about the bubble, we talk about final table play. Um, I also have two pretty interesting classes, which one of them is a winning poker mentality, which I really, really like, you know, some of the keys to having like an amazing winner mentality. And uh, the other one's like a special guest, you know, where like, for example, last month I had Martin Jacobson as my special guest. We kind of talk about routines. We talk about, uh, you know, kind of like the keys to success. And uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty complete course. I think that last month I had 40 students and all very happy to be honest. And um, a lot of success from them. Uh, I had one guy who was very advanced. I called him after my first class and said, listen, man, I mean, this, this course is pretty advanced, but I don't know if it's, if it's advanced enough for you. You know, I know you do a lot of software work and, and this and that. And uh, 
whatever. If you if you want to get out, you know, I, I want to be I want to be able to provide the right amount of value for all my students. So if you don't feel like it's the right amount of value, then you can just get out and I'll give you your money back. You know, it's, it doesn't matter to me. And because uh, I'm not really doing it so much money than to, to help the community. You know, so especially I'm doing it both in Spanish and English. So this was one of my Spanish students. And he said, no, man, like I know I, I learned a lot in this class and, and no matter what, I just like hanging out because the group is cool and stuff like that. And, uh, and he's had like crazy success, you know, in the past month. He's up about 150,000. He pretty much wins the tournament every other day. So it's been kind of crazy, you know. So, and yeah, a lot of people are, not everybody has won tournaments, but a lot of them have. And everybody feels like they've got it much better. And to, the most important thing is the vibe in the class is very, very friendly, very like productive uh, group of students that all want to help, all want to learn. Um, and me and my assistant are all willing to help, you know. So, yeah, I think it's been, a, it's been a success for sure. I love that. I mean, I love the model of group coaching because I think then you build those relationships. People get to know each other a bit inside of that. It's something that we promote here is, man, get, get your community of people and learn the game together. You mentioned that you've got those two or three folks that you're, you're constantly, you know, talking hands and that sort of thing. So just maybe, maybe at a high level, just kind of talk about how, how that's worked for you. Like, like how you think you're a better player as a result of, sort of learning in community versus just saying, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm just going to go work on studying on my own. How does that actually help you? And maybe uh, an encouragement to the people that are currently just out there, just learning on their own and haven't yet, you know, stepped off the deep end to, to engage with other people. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think your circle of friends and poker is very, very important. You know, I think that, yeah, I think that the energy and, 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 and the knowledge of your circle and kind of like, you know, looking for people in your same kind of like zone, you know, kind of like the same hunger. You you want you want to be around positive people for sure. I think there's a lot of hating going on in the poker world. There's a lot of groups where, you know, they, they see their friend win and you can tell it kind of bothers them, you know, and it's kind of crazy. But yeah. I, I think that really gets in the way of your success. You know, I think it's it's almost better to be alone than to be in the, in the wrong circle. Like I said, I mean, poker could be a dark world if you get into the wrong circle, you know. So I think that for sure that has been one of the keys to my success is, number one, I have a very small circle, and number two is a very solid one, you know. It's, it's very successful people, but more importantly, it's very solid people, you know. It's not people with bad habits. I, I, I always try to have just people with good energy, you know, people with good vibes, good energy, and people that, that want the best for you, you know. I think that you always – need to have people in your circle that could give you good advice or could listen to you when when you're going through a rough time because as poker players we all go through ups and downs you know and and i think it's very important when you're going through those downs to have someone to talk to you you know someone to let go with so yeah i think it's been definitely key to to, to the success for sure i love that a little little shameless plug i did a ted talk called you know, getting the right peeps in your Jeep. And that's what it sounds like with, with you is surrounding yourself with the right people. Like if you want to, if you want to play poker in a certain way in the context of community, have a positive vibe around you, you know, be rooting for each other. You can control that, right? Get the right people with you, get the right people around you. You know, I think people don't realize that they have more control over who's around them and who's in their community than, than they realize. And so I think I would take that as encouragement. Who's ever listening, surround yourself with the right people that are going to encourage you to live the kind of life that you want, 
to, to play the kind of game you want to enjoy it. And, and I tell you, Fried, I, I totally agree with that idea. Like, like when my buddies, like this panel and, and the extended rec poker community, when they win a tournament or where they're <laughs> running deep, like I'm so excited for them. And I think, you know, I was on a final table with Chris Jones and I was short stack, but I'm just like rooting for Chris in my heart. I'm like, come on, Chris, come on, Chris. You know, it's, it's so much fun, right? It just brings so much more uh, richness to your life. So I, I really do love that perspective that, that you're bringing. Here. Well, and I also think it's the key to success. I think that when you want everybody to win, you know, you're going to win by nature. And when you're not really jealous or when you're not really sad or mad that somebody else is winning, when you're happy for other people's success, even when you're not doing too good, I mean, I think that, you know, it, it, a way better vibe and it gives you a way better chance. You know, I think that too many people focus on like, how is this guy running so good and I'm 10 times better than him, but I can't get a break. You know, it's like, just focus on you, you know, and be happy for the guy who gives, who, who gives a fuck, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's that, it's that negative energy, right? You're talking about mindset. You talked about kind of winning poker mentality. And I think that's part of it. Uh, if we sort of have that defeatist attitude, <clears throat> why not me? Or, you know, why me? Or, or all these things. I think that does, does drag down. I know we're, we're about at time, but I did have another question I want to ask you, and I'm sure you guys probably do too, but uh, I'm curious, you know, you, you're playing around the world and you have played, and then you play these tournaments that are drawing people from all over the world too. I'm really curious as, as a Minnesota USA guy, <laughs> you know, what are, what are the, what are the key differences you see, you know, Colombia, Australia, the U S different parts of those countries, different nationalities you work with. Are there, are there any themes of, of types of play that you see in different areas that, you know, could actually be utilized as you're coming to a table, maybe for the first time uh, where you're playing against international people? Yeah, I think that um, yeah, there's a lot of differences, you know, depending on the area. I think that, yeah, I think that, for example, Europeans, you know, not only are they different at the table, but off the table, you know, I think they're, they're very good with their habits. I think that, um, yeah, they pay a lot more attention to their habits and what they do off the table and it, and it shows in the results, you know, I think that um, Americans and maybe Latin Americans too, they're a bit more on the lazy side, they care a bit less, you know, they, they don't really pay attention to their well-being or their dieting and, and stuff like that. And, and I think it also shows in the results, you know, so I think that, yeah, I think it's very interesting with poker, how you see different cultures play the same game, but approach it way differently, you know, and, and I think if you could get the, the best of all the world, I think that, uh, yeah, you could, you could really create a little monster in there. <laughs> so so I mean okay so what if you sit down with a table with a Canadian like what would you even do in that situation just run like, run just run, run. <laughs> I run man I gotta run <laughs> okay, we have a very good fairly good uh, uh, Canadian presence represented here so. I, I, I love Canada to be honest I, I really love Canada I think it's I could actually live there easily I have a lot of friends in Toronto and uh I go there all the time, you know, to visit my friends. And I've actually brought a lot of them to, uh, when I say a lot of them, it's like three or four, to Colombia, you know, and they, they love this. So anyone that's Canadian and wants to check out Colombia, I definitely advise you to. I think that, uh, yeah, they all had an amazing time. And actually with, with all of them, I ended up extending the trip every time. So that's probably a good sign. I mean, I, I like to think that I'm a good host also. So I, that, that probably... Uh, 
that would probably wade into the decision making of uh, extending the trip. Well, I, I would love to visit Columbia sometime. I'm not a Canadian, but I'd still love to love to join you. You, you guys are all welcome, man. You guys could all stay at my house. Oh, let's you go, man. Let's go. That'd be so much let's fun. Let's do this. Let's that do this. So much fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it would actually be amazing. I mean that. Uh, Money, money back guaranteed. All right, let's, we'll, we'll do a. Uh, well, we, we might have to rent out a hotel. We can do a rec poker road trip down to uh, down to Columbia. Oh, that'd be that'd be amazing, man. Oh, that'd be I'll, fun. I'll be, I'll be happy to host that. All right, all right. Well, hey, any uh, any questions from from Chris, John, Jim, anybody, Doug, Kim, Martha in the chat? Anything else you guys want to pick Fareed's brain about? Uh, and while they're thinking about that, Fareed, just kind of. Um, give me an opportunity to kind of, is there anything else going on in your world that you want to make sure that we are aware of, or, you know, how can we connect with you? So you got the group coaching, but if people are saying I'm interested in that or just connecting with you, are you active on social media website? Kind of what's the best way for folks to plug in with you? Yeah. I think that if you're interested in the coaching, um, you could definitely send me an email at fjadin at gmail.com or go on faridjadinpoker.com and uh, just send an application on there. Um, as far as social media, you could also reach me at Farid underscore Jadin on Instagram. I don't really have a Facebook, and uh, I don't really remember my Twitter because I haven't used it in so long. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, mostly mostly active on Instagram nowadays and uh, on the email, you know. That's how I started the coaching. I mean, I, I, was, I was having a lot of demand in the past, but I was so focused on the grind, and now that the, everything shifted to online, I wasn't really enjoying it as much. I, I the online poker grind is not really for me. You know, I like more of a balanced lifestyle. An online could be kind of consuming way too much. And um, I, wanted to, I wanted to do something where I could, like, kind of give back to the community and help. So I put, like, a little organic story on my Instagram. Like, anyone interested in coaching, I was going to take 10 students in Spanish and 10 in English. And actually, uh, the first week, I had about 280 applications. I was like... <laughs> I was like, what's going on here, you know? But, um, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been very positive. It's been very I've, – I've really enjoyed the, the, the run, the, the vibe, you know? It's, it's, been, it's been cool for sure. Chris? I, I just have one, one question to sort of wrap things up. So, like, let's, let's hope that, you know, there's, like, really exciting vaccine news coming and maybe the world's going to get back to normal and live poker is going to return – what 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 are you looking forward to the most? Like what what's what's your favorite place to play or favorite tournament to play or favorite destination? What what are you looking forward to the most when kind of everything gets back to maybe some semblance of normal? Yeah, honestly, I kind of miss playing uh, live for sure. You know, I, I definitely look forward to getting back there. I might I might actually go to Vegas next week um, just for fun. You know, I think they have a little sixteen hundred and the Venetian. And it seems like a pretty cool spot to play live. I haven't played it so long. And, uh, but for sure, my, my favorite place to play is, has to be Australia. You know, I, I think that uh, it's an amazing country. People are amazing. And the tournaments are great. Poker is great. But besides that, whenever you bust, you're just happy because uh, <laughs> you're going to eat amazing food. You're going to hang out with cool people. So, yeah, I think Australia, very, very recommended to anyone that hasn't gone. I think that... Uh, must must check it out for sure. I love it. Well, no, I don't see any other questions out there, but Fareed, man, this has been a pleasure uh, just, just to meet you, to have you on the show. I mean, I don't know how we went almost 220 episodes and haven't had you on, but uh, but here we are. You're, you're here now, and, uh, and uh, man, just love, uh, love your insight. I appreciate you jumping on here. 
No, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good time, man. It's been you guys have really good vibe going, and uh, yeah, it's went by really fast. I mean, I, I kind of don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome to stick around. <laughs> yeah, stick around. I got nothing better to do, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're just gonna transition into some of the housekeeping stuff we do. We talk about you know who won our home games. We do this home game every night, just free on Poker Stars. We just have a blast doing it. Uh, so we just kind of talk about what's going on in, in Rec Poker Nation. So uh, you're welcome to stick around if you want and and chime in there. Otherwise, feel free to feel free to jump off. But uh, we'll definitely get you on again. And and for sure, uh, if you have anything else coming up that you're like, oh man, I'm excited about this thing, uh, you know, ha- have your folks reach out to us, and we'll make sure that we let people know about it because I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna connect with you in a pretty big way here after. Yeah, I think that um, most likely, I think in January. Uh, I'm going to do a group coaching, a special one with Martin Jacobson. So, yeah, anyone that's interested uh, can send an application, you know, to my email. Uh, I'm going to start advertising soon. I'll let you know. Uh, maybe you guys all want to take it. I think it'll be a pleasure to host you guys. And, uh, yeah, I think Martin is a, is a super cool guy. He's obviously very uh, good at the game. And, and yeah, I think that uh, it'll be an amazing experience for everybody, you know. So, Whoever, whoever's interested in, in having a special group course with me and Martin, that'll be a that'll be a nice treat, and it'll be a pleasure for us to host to host it. Well, I think I we should talk about that offline a little bit. I think because we could probably get a group together uh, to to go through the group, <clears throat> you know, to go through the coaching together. So, go ahead, Jim. I was gonna. Yeah, I think uh, that that's what I did last month. You know, I, I was actually talking to my friend, just casual talk. I said, "Listen, I started coaching this and that." He says, "Send me a video." So I sent him a video of one of my classes. He said, man, like, I really love it. Let me make a group. So he created his own group with 20 people. And I gave him, like, a special course for him and his people. And, uh, yeah, it was very, uh, very successful. You know, they're all very happy. And, and the cool thing about it is that they all know each other. They're all friends. Yeah. And we created a chat with everybody. So they're always sending hands. I'm commenting here and there. So, yeah, I think it's uh, – I could definitely do that for you guys. You know, we, we could definitely talk about it. We do these uh, when we're playing in these home games every night on Tuesday night. All the premium members get together in the Zoom and we have like a chat and hang out. You should come join us for one of those Tuesday nights and the members could uh, get some little feedback and get some uh, info about what that course is going to be. That would be a lot of fun for you. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I'll be happy to do it. And I'll I'll tell Martin to join too. Oh, great. (laughs) What a yeah, treat. Well, I think that'll be uh, that'll be really cool, you know. Maybe we just want one. Like I said, I really, I really enjoy uh, you guys' vibe over here. I think that, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's like that in every podcast, but I gotta say it's not, you know. So, uh, I think you guys are doing an amazing job, and and really, really happy to be here. Ah, thanks. For uh, you I'm well, probably gonna go off to to my dinner now. I haven't eaten for a while, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, man, nothing but a but a good time here, and. Uh, Looking forward to being back on, and we'll be we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll send be in me touch. your your contact info, and uh, we'll be in touch for sure about the group course and all that. Yep, sounds good. Yeah, so if you thank you very yeah, if you guys are out there listening, you're like, man, that sounds amazing. Uh, email me, Steve at Rec.Poker. Let's see if we can get a group together, and then we'll reach out to Freed and say, all right, we got a group of people. When can we do this thing? Uh, man, that would be a that'd be super fun. And and like like we said before, you know, it's all about building community. So when we, we refer to ourselves as a vibrant and encouraging poker learning community. We're vibrant, we're, it's encouraging, so it's positive, like you said, but it's about learning poker in the context of community. And so when we can do that, we, we can combine community, hanging out with people that we enjoy with learning poker from some of the great minds. Like that's like golden, right? So- Yeah, yeah, I think it's, uh, 
Yeah, I think it's amazing, to be honest. I mean, uh, with all the groups, like especially with my English group, which was actually my favorite one, um, it was tough to like that, that final lesson, you know, I didn't really want to, yeah. I didn't really want to leave. I said, how can we keep this group active? So I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we could get the same, uh, same type of vibe with your people. So yeah. Well, Doug, you. Doug in the chat saying, let's go. I'm in for a class. So let's do this, Doug. Yeah, do it. Yeah, Doug. I love you guys it. On. I'll sign up, Doug. All right, Fareed. Well, well, we'll let you go there again. You can hang out if you want. Otherwise just go enjoy dinner. Go get that uh, dinner. We will be in touch about uh, some of this other stuff. And if anything comes down the pike that you want to share, let us know. We'll make sure we get the word out on your behalf. Okay, my brothers. Thank you for everything, and uh, we'll be in touch. Have an amazing day. All right. Cheers. Take care, Free. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, there he goes, Free Jetton. Um, what, what are we thinking? Uh, uh, he was fine. He was yeah, fine. So I great. knew that was going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's just got such a positive vibe. Uh, but he's such a like if you like he's such a terror at the table too it's just like he's got this like just like this guy you'd like to like, hang out with but then like but not at the table like please don't come at my table you know like please please stay 10 miles away from my table so yeah, I, was watching, I love people like that right yeah he, yeah great vibe right and i'm yeah any any he, he kind of bus he reminds me a little bit of locally uh i think people have different perspectives like alex mua he's like hyper aggressive but he's just a super nice guy. And if he busts, if he looks stupid, he just moves on with his day. So say a nice hand or whatever. But yeah, I was watching one of the videos of Fareed and I don't know it was so somebody opened and you'll probably know the hand, Chris, cause you remember all this stuff, but somebody opened, uh, I think Fareed three bet. Uh, then, then whoever it was that ace King four bet Fareed pretty big. This is at a final table of a WPT. Fareed's got five, four offs here, right? So Fareed just rips it in. <laughs> Free just rips it in. The guy calls it his ace king, and and he wins. Free free busts or whatever. But you know, this is like I don't know. They're like five or six handed. I think at the final table with this of this major tournament, and he just five bet shoves or whatever five four offs. <laughs> and when the announcer's like, "There's no way the guy's gonna fold." Once once the guy four bet with ace king, he like had no fold equity, but he still just ripped it in. And I'm like, you know, when you when you play against people like that, it's it's tough, right? I mean, you can get chips, but it applies so much pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he the the table I you know the, I, one of my favorite tournaments was the that Players Championship that they played down in was it the Bahamas or Bermuda or I can't remember one of those really nice places where they had both recreational players and like all the the elite or whatever and he had a really deep run there and was on stream a lot. If any, it's on YouTube. It's free to watch. If anyone has a chance, go watch some of that uh, coverage because uh, his play there is pretty fun to watch he, may, he takes some pretty interesting spots and and it's strategic i assume right i mean that's the thing yeah. you yeah, know yeah, that's yeah. what that's what we were talking about it's not just oh crazy i'm just gonna start being crazy i'm sure there's a a method to the madness in there yep, yep. <laughs> well good stuff yeah guys thanks that was fun i mean i know i asked a ton of questions but that was that was a fantastic interview and i'd never met him before of course and uh didn't know what to expect but i enjoyed every second of that well, let's let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about home game winners. And Jim, I love that you pointed out that we do this thing on Tuesday nights. And if you're a member, you're out there going, "What is this again now?" Okay, Tuesday nights uh, we, when we're playing the home game, you can go on to Zoom if you're a premium member and hang out with us. And we do, you know, try to invite some folks to come in there. Uh, people like Fareed can maybe jump in there at some point. Uh, but but do that for sure. But but John, what do we got this week in in home game results? Well, uh, start off. I thought we'd just talk a little bit about what's coming up at the end of the year. We've mm-hmm. got the, uh, at the end of the year, we're going to have our No Limit Hold'em Tournament of Champions. So unlike the monthly No Limit 
Hold'em. This is going to be for the best 18 players from our No Limit Hold'em series. If you've won a tournament, you're automatically in it. And then we're going to fill out the rest of the field with the uh, top points earners in that No Limit Hold'em series. Yeah, what, yeah. Are, Jim's got his sheet right there. I'm not going to get there. Here's my thing. I keep forgetting, like, that's an important one. And, like, I went, like, second, third, second, like, leading up to that monthly game or something. And then I, like, busted in, like, 45th place. I'm so frustrated. Yeah, well, you need to choose when you're going to have your run good. I know. I'm so, so you know. Try and pick those asterisk games. That's been a real aid to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. Jim's got a little shiny thing on the reel of his cap there. So, yeah, okay, so, John, yeah, I, I, I stepped over you a little bit there. So, top 18. So, it's people that won and then plus any wild cards to fill up 18 spots. Right. So, the top points earners. So, if you didn't win, then you have to be in the top points earners in order to make it. If you did, did win a tournament, you might be in the top points earners anyway. But that'll guarantee your slot. So we'll have 18 players who qualify and will be able to play. And that's going to be the third Wednesday of December, December 16th. And that's what, what if somebody says I finished in seventh place, but I can't make it. Are we filling, are we, are we dipping down to the next spot then? Or is it just sort of capped where it is? I I'm seeing, don't I'm seeing know. how much hope if I can have any hope. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> if we have enough time and we yeah. find out that someone, uh, positively says they will not make it yep. and I can ensure they don't because I'll just remove them then maybe we'll go back down but I'm not sure it's going to go that far <laughs> <laughs> how, how, many, how many people have to say no before we get to you Steve I don't know <laughs> it depends it de I'm looking at it right now. It depends on how he does this December. So it, don't give up hope, folks. If you don't feel like you're on the points list yeah, yet, you can, uh, you can win. So there, there's still this is the this is the series that runs on the first Wednesday of every month. It's just no limit hold'em. It's on the first Wednesday of every month. The twelfth one is yet to be played. The first Wednesday in December. If you come and win that, you get a seat in this championship tournament at the end of the year. No matter where you are in the points race, Steve. Um, Steve, I think I'm the I most think, ranking. Panel. No, oh, well, I, I don't know. I won't speak to that. But okay. I think you could still get like second or third. And where, where I think am I you're, at? Like, what you're at number 20 right now. You're 20? at number 20 right oh, now. Oh, that's really yeah. close. So you're, you're in striking distance. And you know what? I, I'll just read right. out a few names here. So if you won one of these on the first Wednesday of the month, you're in. Currently, if unchanged, these would be the next six players well, that like made this. it t-land 19 who i don't know who t-land 19 is but they have not won one and they are killing it in the points they must have been like a bunch of final tables it's either troy or tory i get those their two usernames messed up no well, they're on a streak go for boy tj and you're gonna love this run here go for boy tjm rabman 50 bluff Starini, and then currently m babker and I hate to lose oh, are the five and six uh, spots. So those are, I mean, just, just so we know who they are. I mean, that's three of the panelists. So you got, you got uh, Taylor, Rob, and you, and then Michael Babker, who's, who's always there. And then Bill Alexander, or uh, I think this is, yeah, uh, William, William. Yeah, he's great too. Yeah. I hate to lose. He and I were part of final three or something, I think, when I got yeah. my pin. I just got lucky against him. He's a shooter. All right. So I, so I either, either, need to, either need to win it, do really well, or start working the phones. <laughs> but, 
but let me tell you so here's here's a few players that are all very very close though like for all these players this is very much in contention so john john 38 ziggurat 1110 mm -hmm. jasper jr roadster 33 com binkley obner gloves 1010 illy chippies rec poker steve and then, a, yeah, the good names in there. Still pretty close, though. The, you're, you're all within striking distance. Kelly, Red Devil MN, now then can be JB Twin Cities, Shorzy OO, John Let's see. There's a lot of names here. Jim's just nerding still. it up. He's just got, he's got that spreadsheet. He's just nerding It's it there. Up. It's there. It's the room is available. Right. It's fun, right? That's well, kind of what we wanted. That's kind of what we wanted. At the end here, there's at the wild card seats, there's a bunch of us in it. So, I'm going to start asking John. I'll give John like five bucks. And, for and don't forget that there, whoever gets the player of the year points also gets yeah, a silver right. pin. So and whoever wins the points race gets a silver pin. Is that right Washington? now, it's Fortune New York and 5 by 5 our very own Chris oh, Jones. That's right. I guess. They are one and two. How close is it? Uh, so – Oh, it's it, real close. It's Fortune New York has 291.74 points, and 5 x 5 has 282.60 points. So less than 10 points apart. And, and you get and, 10 points for just showing up. And, and, and there's a drop off after those two. It so drops I need, off. I need Fortune 50 New York points. to have a. A really bad internet connection. Is, uh, <laughs> I just, is if, I bust, if I bust Jamel, what are you going to give me? If I bust him? <laughs> oh, I, like, yeah, there's a bounty. There's a, there's bounty, a, bounty, on there's a panel bounty on yeah. Jamel. You hear that, Jamel? We're coming for you, buddy. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's so fun, right? And then. Well, and, yeah, and so keep pin. in mind, in uh, for winning the tournament, you get like 80 points versus okay. last place gets like 10 points. So. Anyone could still end up yeah. on the points yeah. race. I mean, it's really close between Chris and Jamel, but as long as um, the hitmen take both of them out, I think I'm still in <laughs> No, no, no. I'm laying low. Where are you at, John? Where are you at, John? I am John's in fourth, fourth place at oh, 235. He's but he's already won one of them, so he's not right. eligible for the points uh, race. So no, I'm still are... eligible. Oh, no, you're eligible for the points. I yes, just yes. don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. That's so great. Fun. So, so just to be clear, so the, the, you get the silver pin for winning the, the year-end tournament, right? Yep. And you get a silver pin for the points race. So that person could win two silver pins. Those are two different yes. things, right? So if Jones, yep. Jonesy wins the player of the year points, then wins the year-end tournament, double, double silver. You call Never. that two by two when you got the uh, <laughs> when you got two silver pins. That's fantastic! Oh, that's so yeah. fun! I wish I was closer. And to that the, could to the top. that could definitely happen. Yeah, I love so, it. In order to keep all of this excitement going, particularly into the next year, this is where I need the help from all of the Rec Poker Nation. So next year, it's going to be a requirement that. It'll make it just so much easier to track and to do everything. If you have your PokerStars username recorded in your uh, user account on Rec Poker, I have put a post on Rec Poker. I've linked it to Facebook. It's also been put in Discord. We had 262 players that need to record their um, accounts. That's 262 out of the 298 members that we have in the league right now. 
-hmm. And we have like four people waiting because they have not recorded their names on a rec poker account. And you need to do that before you can get approved to the club. So go to that. I put a tutorial together that explains, you know, click by click detail on what you need to do, how to get that information in there. Uh, and I'll be putting more posts out, but the more of you that do this, the less I need to, uh, the sooner you do it, the less I need to work about it. So it'd be much appreciated if you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. So don't, don't make us start calling you. Start, get, get this done. So <laughs> we'll do the countdown. So we're recording this on November 16th. We still have six weeks to go, 262 people. All right, let's start knocking this out. If, you're, if your username's not in your membership profile, do it. If you don't have a membership, you go get a free one rec.poker yep. get a free membership you don't have to pay uh but put that in your profile and then that'll save john a lot of work and i know by the middle to end of december because i just feel bad for people being left out uh i will be able to recognize some usernames and i'll be calling you at home on christmas eve so knock it if you're if you don't want your spouse to be angry with you get it done before i call you on christmas eve that's right don't be a grinch there's only one grinch on the rec oh. poker podcast and that's taylor muss <laughs> All right. Good. Well, John, yeah, thanks for okay. thanks for that. So yeah, building community and then just ease of ease of reporting. Uh, fantastic. And, and we're gonna have just as much fun next year with all of these things. So now let's actually get to uh, what yeah. we were supposed to be here <laughs> in the first place and talk about um, the actual results. So we had our mix series on November 11th. And that was won by another none other than Gopher Boy TJM. The Grinch. His second mixed series victory. Wow. Uh, wow. Well done, know, Taylor. I'm jealous there because I have not, you know, here I was supposedly know all the, about these mixed <laughs> games. I have not won a single one. That's what I was told. Mixed game expert. <laughs> yeah, well, as you can see, that may or may not be true. Um, then our nightly uh, series TOC happened on November 9th, and that was won by now then KB Doug Aarons. It's his first uh, nightly series TOC, and of course his silver pin, giving us Lucky yet another guy. state. Now he's former Minnesota, but he's in Florida. We've got like these silver pins are all over the place, like international you know, baby. We got Canada, we got North Carolina, we got Maine, we got uh, North. Yeah, we got we got. Geez, they're all over the place. I need. I need we got you surrounded. Yeah. <laughs> So then, um, poor, poor John. <laughs> that's all right. He doesn't uh, get to get through these ever. It's not allowed. Well, what's worse is tonight <laughs> happens to be Papes as well. So the Papes oh, we got to get this guy. We got to get this guy off. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. I just I had a straight and five card draw dealt to me pat and won the first hand all right so, we'll get you out of here john <laughs> okay god now, god now, bless our premium members doug kim and martha who've showed up for the chat for this episode <laughs> <laughs> what are these guys doing well thanks them. martha thanks for Let's the note martha them, you're sweet yeah uh so the international series was a first time winner none other than someone named wreck Poker Stevie, Stevie, Stevie Fredlin. <laughs> uh, no, Steve Fredlin won our uh, won his very first um, rec poker series. TOC, yeah, the international, international. The TOC. Yep. yep, exactly. So then, for our nightly series wins, we have Gibber Three, Jim Gets Gibson nice. won his first. Schneid's thirty three, Danny Schneider got his Danny. fourth. Nice one, bud. Uh, some dude named Poker Geek MN, John Somsky, got his fifth win. Whatever. Way to go, John. 
followed by um, Hawsey 8. Michael Hawes got his nice. fifth win as well. Nice. Belzil 140. Kevin Belzil got his first nightly series victory. And Frogman Rick, Rick Day, got his fourth victory. Rick Day. We love there that he guy. There he is. Rick, I didn't know he ended up winning. I was at the final table with him, and he was, he was stacking up chips. On my direct left, and I even I had texted Jim, and I said, "Man, it's tough having the frog man on my left because I, you just don't know. He's one of those players, kind of like our our guest, you know, free, kind of like I don't know. I mean, I know he's capable of a three barreling with nothing. He's also capable of getting value when he's got the big hand, and uh, he made it tough. Way to go, Rick! Yeah, that's a true story. I got he did. Steve did text me. He's like, oh, "I'm excited about the final table, but I got Rick to my left. I don't like my odds. That's right. He's a shooter." <laughs> Well, anything else, John? Great stuff, of course, as always. Nope, that's it. We're uh, looking on some, looking at doing some more things with the uh, Rec Poker Home Game Club next year. So stay tuned, and we'll let you know as soon as we figure it out. Yep, and rec.poker slash home game. Uh, John's got all of these stats out there. If you're kind of a nerd, you kind of want to see the stats. Now that we're in November, a lot of great stuff out there. So go check it out. Uh, a lot of good information. All right. Thanks, John. Good stuff. If you need to run out, feel free, man. If you want to jump on the tapes thing or whatever, uh, we don't want to keep you. Um, I'm, right, so what I'm, else? <laughs> He's probably already busted, whatever. All right. <laughs> we got him we on video now that he's got the video cam. Now we don't, yeah. now we can kind of see what's going on in the song. Tells, live tells. Yeah. So what else, guys? What else? Uh, Chris, Jim, anything else you guys want to share, chat about? Well, we got, we're, we're sort of a couple months into the focus now, which is exciting. Chris has been running this group talking about pre-flop ranges. And so it's great to see um, all Rec Poker Premium members all kind of studying together and working together off uh, uh, in, in their off time, which is exactly how we all want to learn together. And so that's been great, that kind of independent study program. And we started the, uh, the Rec Room. Um, so the first Rec Room episode came out, I think, last week. Um, and so if anyone, anyone who's listening, if you're a premium member and you want to talk about poker with one of our wrecking crew members, uh, just email me, jim at rec.poker, and submit a hand or some concept you'd like to talk about. And, uh, and the wrecking crew member that you'd like to discuss it with, we'll get the two of you together offline to uh, have a little strat session. And we record that and send it out to our premium members. So Taylor Moss, Chris Jones, John Somsky, Steve Fredlin, myself, Woody Adams. I, there's a few, there's a, the whole Wrecking Crew. You can go to meet the Wrecking Crew page at Wreck.Poker. Pick any one of them. They would love to talk poker with you. Uh, so let's make that happen and uh, share that great content learning with our uh, premium members. Pretty awesome. Yeah, just another way, right? Like we always say, there's a million ways to engage. You don't don't feel like you have to do them all, but uh, we're pretty sure you can <laughs> yeah, find some way to engage uh, from, from the forums to the discussion to the book study, uh, all those kind of things. So phenomenal stuff going on. We're always, we're always tweaking. We're always uh, taking input too. So if you have any thoughts, uh, thoughts on uh, how we can do things better, how you want to engage, uh, we're, we're very open uh, to all that kind of stuff. All right, anything else, guys, that we want to share? I see one... Head nod, one, uh, all right. So just, yeah, real quick, we, we talked about already the year end. Don't make Somsky's life harder than it already is because he has to deal with us already. Don't make it harder <laughs> by, by making him track you down. So get yeah, your it's poker, no picnic. Get, your, get your account at rec.poker, put your username out there. Tuesday nights, join us if you're a premium member. Uh, but there is, uh, on Discord, there's a, uh, there's a voice channel all the time. I know some of the folks are out there during any tournament that we play. Uh, often there's folks out there that you can jump on there if you want to kind of chat with folks uh, out there as well. If you if you want to become a premium member, 
obviously we can do a lot of stuff for free, uh, but there's a lot of good stuff for premium members too. You can do that. Uh, we'll give you 10 bucks off your first $15 a month membership uh, if you use the code uh, RecPoker uh, out there as well. Uh, so I think that's it. Uh, Q Music Gym. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Running Aces, Racetrack, Casino, and Hotel, Website Amp, Learn Pro Poker, and the Small Small Business Community. Thank you to Faree Jatton. Fantastic. Uh, thanks John Sonsky, Jim Reed, Chris Jones, and the folks that joined us in the chat. Take care, guys. <laughs>